Welcome to the Positive Solutions for Life podcast. I'm Peggy Meyer, and I'm so excited you are here. In this and future episodes released on Fridays of each week, you will hear from other entrepreneurs, creators, and personal growth leaders through interviews and summaries of personal development books, strategies, tools, and ideas that can help you transform your mind and body from the inside out so you can truly, truly live the life you desire. Welcome to the podcast. I'm excited to bring you today's guest, Marcy McDonald. Like all my guests, Marcy has a wealth of knowledge and experience. She's an escapee from the corporate world where she was a six-figure senior leader who created multiple million-dollar products. She, is worth with, she has worked with hundreds of top experts and professionals in a variety of fields. She's an internationally certified as an end-of-life doula. She was a featured participant in season two of the reality TV show, Four Days to Save the World. She's the author of Unstuck Yourself and Build Happiness, as well as a contributing author in the Transforming Your Life series. Marcy has used all this knowledge and experience to become a self-talk and mindset expert who has developed a unique coaching tool, Unblocks, that she uses in her transformational coaching program for women who struggle to believe in themselves and want to shift their mindset to gain confidence so they have the clarity, drive, energy, and focus they need to pursue their dreams and build a life worth living. Her proprietary process of numbering your days while changing your self-talk is key to unlocking lasting change. So welcome to the podcast, Marcy. Thank you, Peggy. I'm excited to be here. It's a great audience and a great topic. Well, thank you very much. I'm so excited to have you too, because mindset is one of my things that I really love to learn about. But first, as we start our conversation, can you share a little bit more about who you are and what inspired you to dive into self-talk and mindset? Well, Peggy, I did not surprisingly start out as a perfect in- individual. I started oh, really? out yeah, <laughs> loaded with um, misconceptions about who I am and how I fit into the world. And in this, I'm just like everybody else I've ever met, right? But that didn't keep me from being able to push my way in the corporate world up to a very high position, as you mentioned. And it doesn't keep other women from being able to succeed, whether they're in business or entrepreneurial, because we have, as women have learned how to just push through whatever is happening. Unfortunately, that comes with a cost, right? Because even though we might intellectually see, oh yeah, we're doing really well, we're smart, we're whatever, we've pushed so hard that all those feelings we grew up with of not quite being good enough or not being confident enough, we just squash down. Or maybe we try to talk ourselves out of it. Or we work so hard that we believe no one will notice this piece of me because I'm the last person in the office every day and the first one there every day. So I'll just be so busy. People will know and believe that I'm better than I believe I am myself. Well, that was my story. I was at this amazing job doing really work that I loved. And yet, the longer I did it, the more I felt crushed inside. I looked great on the outside, but inside, 
I was suffering to the point where my last year at my job, I was literally crying every morning before I went to work. And then I'd spend all day arguing with myself about whether I should quit. And I'd done that for several years in a row. We'd had, I'd had five years working 80 to 90 hours a week at this job. So I was also physically exhausted. Well, at a certain point, I decided, okay, I probably need to get out of here because I can tell I'm not happy, right? When you're crying before work, something's wrong. And around that time, four members of my family became critically ill. Mm -hmm. And I was the only one in my family who had the resources to take time off and go help them. And they all needed help dealing with doctors and just Mm -hmm. all kinds of things. So I said, okay, this is the sign. And I turned in my letter of resignation. Um, they they asked me, just take a leave of absence. You know, we'll make you VP. There are all these carrots finally being dangled out to me. But I just knew mm-hmm. it was time. And also, I didn't know how long it would take me to help everybody. So I set off. I extended everybody's lives by several years. And I'm extremely grateful for the time I was able to spend with everyone, not only to help them, but also to have just some time with them after years of kind of ignoring my family because I was so busy. But then I reached a point where everyone got stable and I thought, okay, I'm not sure if this is going to stick or not. So maybe I should just take a couple weeks off and, you know, try to restore a little bit of my sanity. Because at that point between, if anybody out there has dealt with ailing parents or siblings, you know, it's exhausting. Mm -hmm on top of the work I've been doing, I thought, okay, two weeks off, you know, and then I'll check if everything's fine, I'll get another job. So I set out, I was living in Virginia at the time and then had been in Alabama with my folks. And I set off out West thinking, I'll go visit some family, some friends. And those two or three weeks turned into 10 months of traveling out West, living out of my car. Now, you know, super hyper responsible person setting off walking away from retirement packages and everything. Everybody's going, what are you out of your mind? And I just I just had to trust that it was time for me to really dig in to what had been going on, all the things that I'd stuffed all my life. And there are a lot of people out there who've been doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Well, during this time, I ended up doing some consulting work. My business was in the online course arena. And so... People were coming to me to help them create online courses. And a neuroscientist came to me that I'd worked with previously. And he said, can you read my book and convert it to an online course? I said, of course, pay me enough money. I will happily help you. And the book blew my mind because he explained in such crystal clear ways what was going on in my mind such that I had been beating myself up with my self-talk all my life. And it didn't matter how many self-help books I'd read, how many therapy sessions I'd gone to, how many retreats I'd gone to, workshops, you know, all the things I'd done to try to make myself feel better that never stuck. And then, then I beat myself up even more because it wasn't sticking. It works for everyone else. Why not me? I'm sure also that's very familiar. I finally got it. It's because of how our minds work. And because of that understanding, that supernova explanation, I created my whole system of 
with the unblocks and I wrote my book um, and I did all the exercises myself. When you do 70 exercises, helping yourself see what it is you've been telling yourself that's not true, that's not working, mm -hmm. you change. And that's what happened. Wow. That is such an incredible story. I mean, I think, every, I think everyone could relate because we stuff ourselves, we stuff down the stuff we don't want to think about. We don't want to deal about. We want to, you know, put up this facade that we're all doing well, but in the meantime, we're just beating ourselves up from the inside. So yeah. do you think like some people go, oh yeah. All right. Mindset stuff, you know, Ooh, you know, that's just boo boo, you know, no big deal, like whatever. Absolutely. You know, there's so many people. So, but I don't think you do think that way anymore. No, uh, you know, mindset is one of those things like mindfulness or whatever. It's so out there in mm -hmm. the social media, oh, excuse me. And there's so many articles, you know, claiming to help you with it, that it becomes meaningless. Mm -hmm. And this is different. Mindset is not fairy dust. Mindset is neuroscience. Mm -hmm. And when you break down how the neuroscience of your brain works and you start to apply it in small ways that build incrementally mm -hmm. over time so that you can break your bad habits of how you're talking to yourself and create new habits of talking to yourself so it's emotionally healthy, so that it's either positive or neutral and true. Mm -hmm. then you change your life, mm -hmm. but you have to practice it. It doesn't just happen. And I think that's one of the, the mistakes that for most people reading about mindset, they think, mm -hmm. okay, I'm just going to say this affirmation 50 times a day. And next thing I know, I'll be rich. That's not how it happens. Yeah. No, it's not. It's a practice. You said it's a practice. And sometimes we are all looking for that magic wand. We want that instant gratification. We want that one thing that if I do this one thing, this one time, it's going to, you know, make humongous changes in our lives. But that doesn't, that rarely happens. Mindset is, I feel like it's one of those things that it's a habit, like eating healthy. You know, you have to do it over and over and over yeah. and over again in order for you to see the results, the consistency of it. And so how does this mindset, these positive affirmations sometimes, is there a difference between that and something else that's a little bit more helpful? <laughs> Absolutely. This is one of my favorite questions, by the way. Okay, so, great. <laughs> um, I, I gave a, a talk in San Diego last year and a lot of the people at the event had been talking about affirmations and the power of affirmations. And I was walking on my way to the event to give my talk. And I, it suddenly popped into my head, the very popular affirmation, I attract wealth, right? That's something people say, just say it and you'll, it will happen. And if it's not happening, it's because you don't believe in it enough. So this thought popped in my head and I looked down and there was a dime on the sidewalk. And I started laughing. I picked it up and I thought, yes, when you do an affirmation, Maybe you attract wealth, but this is the size of it mm. because it's not really changing anything in the patterns of your brain to just repeat that over and over. Mm -hmm. It's just trying to convince yourself of a belief. But what you need to do to actually change your self-talk 
is to do what's called reframing, where you hear what it is you're saying, mm -hmm. you capture it, you write it down, and then you build a reframing statement that's a bridge between that belief about yourself and something that's true about yourself. So just for an example, I might say, um, I intend to be, I attract wealth. Okay, that's just a belief, it doesn't work. But if I tell myself that over and over again, there's nothing to connect me to my belief that might be a limiting belief, which is a scarcity belief. Mm -hmm. I don't attract wealth, okay? So that's the belief. So you can't just make that leap. Mm -hmm. But you can say something like, I believe that I have the determination to take the steps that will gradually build a business that will succeed and that will provide a better income for me than I make right now. Mm -hmm. So when you examine that statement, you can see that all of it is true. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that's contradictory to your own beliefs about yourself. So it builds a bridge and it enables you to keep on moving through yeah. the journey you're on without throwing up roadblocks. But when you say, I don't believe this, then you're throwing up roadblocks. You mm -hmm. tamp down your energy. You start self-sabotaging. All these other things happen. So that's an extremely powerful difference in how it's going to act on your brain when you reframe with something true and either neutral or positive or just make a claim. Right. And so when I was hearing your reframe, you're talking about things that are true for yourself. So like I have the determination. So you can pull out examples that of times that you've been determined. Right. I have I know the steps. So you you can see the knowledge and your experience that can kind of move you forward in that that you can create something that will bring you what you closer to what you want. Yes, exactly. Now, let me give you a really different kind of example. Okay. So I had a client who said, who came to me for a lot of reasons. She'd had a, a breakup with someone, a 10-year relationship. She'd started a new job. She was hitting a milestone birthday, which is often when we start to question everything about <laughs> ourselves, right? And so those are the main things she wanted to talk about. But when she talked to me about every five minutes or so, she mentioned that she's fat. She would say, I'm fat. Now that's negative self-talk. Mm -hmm. It's something she believed about herself her whole life. And that now she was tying to other things. Like that's why her relationship ended. That's why she was unlovable. That's why her job was not going to be good after all. All these things that weren't actually connected to it. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't just say, now tell yourself I'm thin. And in fact, she had on her refrigerator a picture of a woman in a bikini with a little measuring tape around her waist and a little speech bubble saying, I am thin, you know, looking all glamorous. Well, that's a lie. And it didn't do anything to stop her from reaching into the refrigerator and grabbing some ice cream right, or soda pop or something because it just reinforced that she felt this around about herself and that she couldn't get through it yeah. she was unworthy and so i said okay 
let's reframe this with something that's true and either neutral or positive. Mm -hmm. So I said, how much do you really weigh? And she told me, and I said, well, so what would you say is an actual healthy weight that your doctor would say, this is a healthy weight? She said, okay. And she gave me a figure that was 20 pounds less. So I said, okay, here's a simple reframing. You think I'm fat? And then you reframe it to say, I am 20 pounds overweight. That's not judgmental. Saying mm -hmm. I'm fat is really judgmental. It's hurtful. The saying I need to lose 20 pounds or I am 20 pounds overweight, that's just a fact for her health. Mm -hmm. Well, switching that one thing and doing it whenever she heard that in her head enabled her to start saying, okay, this is just a fact. It's not about my self-worth. Mm -hmm. And she actually started eating more healthily. Wasn't the primary thing we were focusing on, mm -hmm. but she realized that she was the biggest bully in her life. And she, by simply being neutral about what was going on, she could be the biggest cheerleader in her life in a realistic way. Right, right. And that's so interesting just to be able to reframe something to neutral. Just bring out the facts. Yeah. I mean, we can step on the scale. We can get those, you know, what, whatever you want to determine those BMIs or whatever your doctor says, you know, is good for your health, you know, heart health or, you know, cart, anything just like you can pull out those facts and then the facts become neutrally charged. It's not positive or negative. Right. And, and you then, can stretch them. You can stretch them. You can say I am 20 pounds overweight and that has nothing to do with my self-worth, which is also a fact. Right. Right. Because there hasn't been any science that has correlated the two only except the two that no. you put in your head. So exactly, exactly. So separating out those facts mm -hmm. from those stories and limiting beliefs is hugely mm -hmm. powerful and something everybody can do. And this is something I like to point out is that I was a mess. I was super successful, but I was an emotional mess. Mm -hmm. And I'm super emotionally healthy now. I'm one of the most healthy people I know because this process works when you practice it. Right, right, right. So anyone can do it. Anyone can change their mindset and their self-talk. If I can do it, you can do it. And it's simple, simple processes, right? Exactly. So how else, can you tell us how else negative self-talk can interfere with somebody's life? You know, you, you've done a lot with the business, but how else can self-talk is always like, okay, yeah, I hear that, but how does it really affect me or my business? Yeah, let's look at um, a couple examples from business and from life, okay. okay? So in business, one of the things that happens, especially for entrepreneurs, but also for people in the corporate world, is that you tend to blame yourself when things go not the way you want, right? So let's just say you are doing a series of social media posts and nobody looks at them. Nobody looks at them again the next week. So what happens? Do you say, oh, something's wrong with my strategy. Let me see what else I can do. Or do you say, I'm a failure. I'm terrible at this. My mother was right. My husband was right. I can't say, I'm terrible at this. I'm not going to do this again. No wonder why. See, it's just, yes. ex that's just the truth. Like I'm, I'm no good at this. 
right? That's what I'll probably say. Yeah, right. You believe that as the truth. When, if you simply took that judgment out of it, because, right, we launch into judgment and judgment halts us in our tracks. It makes us think the next time we have to do a post, oh, I'd rather clean out the toilet with a toothbrush. And you do. You put it off, you procrastinate, or you become a perfectionist and you say, I'm, I'm going to post every day, but first I have to get my posts exactly right. They have to be perfect and then this will all go away. Or you have imposter syndrome, like, all right, 40 posts ago, somebody looked at my post and gave me a like, but even they probably knew that I really don't have what it takes. They're going to find out I'm not really the expert charging whatever rates I'm charging. So it begins this whole cycle of second guessing, procrastinating, putting things off and blocking your energy. It is a hard, lonely road to be an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Even if you're well networked, you're still walking that road by yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you're doubting yourself, the way it's going to throw off your game in so many ways you can't even see is monumental. It, you get in your own way. And, you, and I could sit with any, almost any entrepreneur, listen to them talk, and I could start saying, oh, so you're not doing this or you are doing this. That's because of what you're telling yourself. Mm -hmm. So let's unpack that and reweave it because mm -hmm. you're getting in your own way. I talked to a woman um, a couple of weeks ago. I had a coaching session and uh, she said she had come to me after doing hearing a talk where I did speak on self-talk. And she said, you know, Marcy, when I heard you say that, I thought, <clears throat> oh, at least that's one thing I don't have wrong. I don't have any negative self-talk. <laughs> and then when we finally met, she said, yeah, that's what I told myself. And then I heard myself giving this big pity party about you know, how nobody loves me and nobody's coming and how hard I worked. And suddenly I thought, oh, negative self-talk. Yeah. Okay. I do that. So it happens in your business, in your life, in your personal life. An interesting thing to note is that sometimes our negative self-talk is directly about ourselves. Mm -hmm. I'm not good enough. I'm fat, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But sometimes, often, it's actually about other people. Mm -hmm. He's not good enough. He doesn't get me. If he loved me, he'd do things this way. Or my mother is such a jerk. Or my father is such a jerk. Or I can't stand my siblings. Or my boss is such a moron. If it weren't for him. All that is negative self-talk. Mm -hmm. And it shows up then when you're trying to have a conversation with your husband, say, you get home from a meeting, you walk in the door and you say, hi, honey, I'm home. And he doesn't answer. And you start thinking, oh, that jerk. He doesn't even ask me how my day was. And you go off. And so you're not really present. Mm -hmm. You don't actually know why he didn't respond, but you're assuming that you did. Yeah. And so next thing you know, you've got all this tension with your significant other or your kids or whoever. And it's not even real. Right. It's all stuff you've just concocted in your head. In a split second. In a split second. And that's because of how our minds work. Our emotional mind is mm -hmm. in charge. And our rational mind is just hanging around 
waiting to be tapped to pay attention while the emotional mind is just running amok. Hey, this is just like something that happened 10 years ago and someone insulted you. Remember that? That was awful. And your husband is doing the exact same thing. So watch out. Oh my gosh. So true. So true. I'm just running through, you know, lots of conversations in my head about how that just played out in different areas. I mean, it's so easy. It's so easy to like assume something. And I, you know, just had some podcasts on in February about, you know, just how communication barriers, you know, with assuming, with avoiding, distraction, and just being a defensive all can create, but you're telling me that's all self-talk. I'm just- it is pushing it on somebody else yeah. and then creating a spiral of negative conversations in our own heads, which create tension. Yeah. Because you're reacting instead of responding. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, emotionally reacting usually to either something you're imagining will happen in the future mm-hmm. or has happened in the past. You're doing everything but being present right now and stopping yourself and saying, wait a minute. What's going on in here? What are the facts? What are the stories? What are the assumptions? Hold on. Is this even about me? You know, <laughs> let me just stop and be present. Right. Being present right. is enormously powerful because then you're not all caught up in all that drama. You're not swept down in a whirlpool mm-hmm. that's created in your own mind. You're just saying, okay, what's what's going on right now? I used to get lost all the time. I remember one day driving my son to school and I looked around and I said, oh my God, Ian, we're lost. I don't know. I must've made a wrong turn. And he looked at me and he said, ma, you're on the same road you've been on every day all year long. Why do you think you're lost? There's the chimney, there's this, but I'd been always so much in my head that when I suddenly looked up and actually noticed my surroundings, I didn't recognize anything because I wasn't present wasn't actually there. It was just a little body moving through space. And that's what we do with other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that can cause a lot of communication issues too. But uh, Tons, tons. So, I mean, we're talking about this and I know you gave some examples of how we can change, but is it really realistic to be able to change our mindsets? Do I seem like someone who's as messed up as I referred to? Yes, it's absolutely possible. But here's the thing we have to understand. First of all, we have to be very kind to ourselves about this Mm -hmm. and forgiving and unjudgmental. Things are, no matter what your practices, things are going to happen for your whole life. That's a different circumstance. You know, somebody coming into your bubble in a different way Mm -hmm. or in an unpleasant way or whatever. So you're never going to be perfect. We're not meant to be perfect. We're just meant to pay attention. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, I've changed my mindset and at times I still get upset. But when that happens, I'm able to notice it and pay attention to it and assess what's going on. And mm-hmm. sometimes I might feel like, okay, I'm sad. I'm mad. I'm going to cry a little bit. I'm going to go kick something. But then I'm done. And that's yeah. one of the pivotal things mm-hmm. you get. You choose how you want to then respond instead of just reacting. Yeah, yeah. So you can change incrementally and by setting into practice certain tools and you know the whole process of mm-hmm. noticing mm-hmm. and choosing and changing and reframing and get that going, 
but you you start out with nano steps. You start out really small. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. actually have all my clients start out just with two things, noticing through what I call the red flag alert. That's when you notice that there's something hurting in your body. I don't mean you've got the flu. I mean, you got a tension headache or your mm -hmm. jaw is tight mm -hmm. or you know, you've know you got a backache and we all have places where our stress shows up. Mm -hmm. But most of us get used to it. We might complain about it. Oh, I got a headache. But we don't say, oh, I've got a tension headache. I wonder what happened or is going on emotionally mm -hmm. that's led me to feel this way. Now that's a worthy question, right? Because right. then I can start unpacking it. Your body is going to tell you when stress is going on that is related to negative, a negative instance mm -hmm. that then triggers negative self-talk about yourself or someone else. Mm -hmm. Red flag alert. That's hugely important. So just start there. Just start noticing. Yeah. Now I've talked to clients about this and what I'll never forget I had a client a guy who was sitting there with his jaw like this you know locked on he could barely talk and I explained this to him and I said where does your tension show up and he said oh, I don't really have any tension you know I work out my stress with working out and I said what about your jaw you ever feel any tightness here and he said no and then he said Oh, maybe a little bit. And he suddenly realized it was like locked down and it was radiating down his neck and his shoulders were up to here. But he was so used to it mm -hmm. that he never noticed it. So the red flag test, anybody can do and just start with that as a new habit mm -hmm. throughout the day. Set an alarm five times a day to the red flag test. Check in with your body. Yeah. Are you tense? Are you tight? If so, what was going on? before that that led to that it's really simple mm -hmm. and then the next step is what i call rational breath so when your emotional mind takes charge you have to deliberately tell your rational mind that no i need you here because you respond emotional mind always reacts so you've noticed that tension now you have to call on the rational mind by balancing the two and you do that by disrupting that emotional negativity. And the best way to do that is your emotional mind is taking charge of your body. So you actually focus on your body. And you do that by putting both hands on your belly. And there are lots of ways to do this, but mm -hmm. I like this one. Put both hands on your belly and you breathe deeply enough so you actually see your hands go in and out. Mm -hmm. Now everybody says, Oh, you're stressed or you're panicking, you know, just breathe deep. And then, you know, you're going, okay, I'm breathing. <laughs> or as women, we say, yeah, but you know, I don't want to look fat. So right. I'm not going to breathe in too deeply. <laughs> but that's why if you're looking, you're using your eyes and you're using your body to mm -hmm. actually focus. You're literally drawing your focus from one place, that emotional tension mm -hmm. into looking at and paying attention to something else and you disrupt the emotional mind mm -hmm. and you call forth the rational mind because the rational mind is all about focusing mm -hmm. all about paying attention and that then sets you up to do the analysis the reframing the questioning of what it was you were saying to yourself yeah. and i love sharing those two things with everybody yeah. because even though yeah there is my process but i don't care yeah do it 
you know, set an alarm, start doing it, and you'll be able then to start moving into a state of awareness Mm -hmm. and creating Mm -hmm. a habit and disrupting the old habit, which is to not pay attention, to not notice. It's really simple. So that's what we do. And what anybody can do is just incrementally, nano step by nano step, day after day for at least 30 days, because that's how long it takes to break and make a habit. Mm -hmm. Do this. And you will start to shift. Yeah. Well, all of these things can help build your confidence, build your confidence yes. in yourself to be able to take even more steps, right? You're just, you're starting first. I mean, you got to notice, you got to right. notice what's going on in your head. You got to notice what's going on in your body. So if you don't know those things, you're, it's going to be more difficult to start. Yeah, it is. And also just even with these two steps, it does help build your confidence because you start to be aware of what things are throwing you off kilter. Mm-hmm. So when you get thrown off kilter and you start to judge yourself, that judging just saps the life out of your confidence, right? Yeah. But when you start to see, oh, wait a minute, I was reacting. Mm-hmm. It prepares you to say, what's the truth about who I am? Yeah. Am I really this horrible mess Mm -hmm. oh okay maybe I am but that's fine I can love myself even when I'm a mess and it's a good thing because most of us are a mess at some point (laughs) or or you know throughout our lives right right but it enables you to then move forward into changing that Mm -hmm. to however Mm -hmm. you want because really everybody watching this everybody listening you are already enough you are enough, you are worthy. We come into this world worthy. We then pack on a bunch of lies that other people tell us, that we tell us, that we interpret from what other people say or do so that we end up thinking we're not enough, we're not worthy, we're not lovable or whatever it is. Even if it just shows up in little ways, those are the lies. But because at our core, we actually are worthy and powerful and beautiful, we can return to that. We just have to, you know, take away the things that are covering it up. Right. It's like if you've ever seen a beaver dam, yeah. all these crazy sticks and logs piled up. And what's with us is like all that dammed up water. Yeah. And you pull out one stick and there's a little leak and another stick. And pretty mm-hmm. soon you start hitting the sticks that are going to create that flood that releases all that energy and power that is already innately there. It's, Mm -hmm. I just love that. I love that everybody can be that connected to who they really are and they'll be happier. Everyone will be happier. Yeah. The whole world will be happier. The whole world would be happier. (laughs) That's awesome. We're about to wrap up, but I just want to mention, I just love your tagline of life is too short to wait to make the changes you need to play full out. Can you, is there a message behind this that for you, for yourself? Like, why did you choose that? And for others yeah. to see as well. Yeah, that's a, really a motto. You know, I, I believe that thoroughly. When um, a few years after I'd left my corporate job, one of my younger brothers, who was one of the reasons I'd left, he'd been ill, and then, but then he got better. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But one day he got rushed to the ER because he was feeling really terrible. And they said, oh my gosh, you know, you've got cancer. And, but we can work with it. You probably got two to three years to live. Okay. The second day they said, we're really off in our estimate. We think you probably have seven to eight months to live. We're really sorry. On day three, they said, Mr. McDonald, it looks more like two to three weeks to live. Mm -hmm. And on day four, they said, you've got two to three days to live. Get your affairs in order. So I flew across country and I sat bedside with him and, you know, just let him know how everybody loved him and witnessed his last breaths, which is one of the greatest honors anyone can have. Mm -hmm. In that moment, I realized that life is too short. You never know how much time we have. Today could be your last day. We really don't know. So mm -hmm. you have to live it, love it, and learn from it. And quit fooling around thinking that someday I'll take care of these things. Someday I'll solve my confidence problems. Someday I'll travel the world. Someday I'll build a business. Someday I'll have a better relationship. Someday is the same as saying no day. So you have to seize today and do what you can to live in the present, to make it meaningful and to clear out the junk in your head so that you can fully be who you're meant to be. And that is entirely possible. But when you reframe your entire life around living intentionally today, as if it's your last day, it completely changes your life. And when you couple that with changing your self-talk, well, the world is your oyster. Oh my gosh. Just the, the possibilities of what could happen with that. Yeah. It's, it's the really amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. How can, where can other people, where can people find more of, out about you? Like, where can they find you? Any, how can they get a hold of you? Yeah. Get a hold of me everywhere. LinkedIn <laughs> is my main platform. Um, I'm on Facebook, but really just repeating whatever I put on LinkedIn. Um, my website is marcymcdonald.com. <clears throat> um, there's a contact sheet there, you know, yep. Yep. page there. Just get in touch with me. Happy to talk to you. I post, I try to give talks fairly often. Come to one of my talks, you know, and I list those on my website or LinkedIn. Yeah. Awesome. So. Awesome. And I'll put those links in the show notes. So oh, thank Thanks. you so much. As we wrap up today, is there one thought or quote that you would like to leave the listeners with today? Sure. We, I have so many, I really had a hard time picking one, but um, we've alluded to this already, but quote, don't let where you've come from define where you're going. Quentin Dial said that, and it's so true. Don't, your past does not define you. Right. Your future isn't here yet. So in the present, you can be everything you've ever wanted. Just awesome. embrace it. That's awesome. Yes. Thank you so much for being on my show today. I appreciate you. Go check out Marcy McDonald and I'll put the links in the show notes to check out her website, check her out on LinkedIn, check out her books, check out where her workshops are. So come see and learn more about mindset. Thank you again. Thank you so much. It was great chatting with you. Same to you. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I hope you found some value, insights, and something that resonated with you in today's show. 
If today's show spoke to you, would you please share it with a friend and go over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening from and subscribe to the show so that you can be the first to know when new content and episodes go live. While you're there, would you please give it some love? Please like it, comment on it, and leave a five-star rating and review. Thank you so much in advance for taking two minutes of your time to do this. Your likes, comments, and reviews really help get the word out to more people who need to hear there are positive solutions for their life. I would love to connect with you. You can find me on social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, whichever is your favorite platform, and let's have a conversation about today's show. Thanks for listening and have a great week.